Mind Your Subconscious is the podcast that provides you with tips, tools, and perspectives that you need to turn your wildest dreams into reality. We believe that the key to your dreams lies in your subconscious, but we also know that not everything works for everyone. That is why we provide you with a variety of modalities you can use to get rid of your subconscious limiting beliefs so you can make your dreams come true. Your host is hypnotherapist Jennifer Schluter, who quit her job to travel the world while working online in 2016 after her first hypnosis session. Now she helps people to get rid of whatever is holding them back from standing in their true purpose and speaking their truth so that they can live up to their fullest potential while getting paid for it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mind Your Subconscious. Today I'm speaking to Coach Rach Lewins, who has overcome severe drug addiction and a healing addiction to now be on the path where she can lead others to heal themselves rather than becoming dependent on anybody else. Rach and I also talked about why we are afraid to shine our light and how even a great or supposedly great childhood can bring people to addiction. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have an amazing week. Hello, everybody. Today, I am here with Rach Lewins. And Rach, tell us what it is that you do with the subconscious. Hey, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Um, so I'm a coach. I'm a transformational women's coach. And I really help women to discover their true self by detoxifying the mind through the subconscious, cleaning the body, and really getting them in touch with their heart and their soul to uncover what their true purpose is, so their soul is calling, so they can get really clear and start living it. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm glad you're putting your gifts out there into the world. <laughs> so how did you come to do that? What was your journey? So my journey is pretty eclectic. It's quite, um, I basically had quite a um, I see on the outside quite a nice childhood, but I moved around a lot as a child. And then my father was in the RAF, so we moved around every two, three years. And obviously, this created a very kind of disruptive childhood. And if you like, always trying to make new friends. And then it got to the age of 12, and I just had no idea who I was. And I ended up going from a boarding school, my parents split up, and then I went to a, private, a normal school. I ended up in a really bad crowd, and I got really deeply. Um, confused and depressed and and I was just like I had no idea who I was I got bullied um, and then I got really into um, uh, drugs so I got really addicted to a lot of drugs and this actually I also had feelings and um, a lot of issues around body dysmorphia and facial dysmorphia um, and I found that the only way to kind of really discover who I was superficially and feel that happiness was through drugs and uh, but this escalated and um, this went on for years and years and um, probably a good part of 15 16 years i was really addicted to mentally addicted specifically to a lot of narcotics um and then obviously with this i was very much deeply into the music scene at the time i was djing and i was in a band so it sounds like it wasn't too bad but it was a very up and down life and so it was very high very low very high very low and then it became very low um and so when I was about 28, I really recognized, I was like, wow, I've lived my whole life in a haze of drugs and a haze of depression, haze of anxiety, haze of not knowing who I was. I was still a child. I had no idea who I was. And I just had a calling to go to Peru and do ayahuasca. Um, I don't recommend this to everyone. I don't think, um, I don't advocate um, plant medicines for everyone. Um, and that's a discussion for maybe later, but the reason I decided, I just had this idea that I, I just got called to Ayahuasca and so I went to Peru and I did five weeks of plant medicines and in this five weeks I basically saw my soul and my soul was like, what the hell have you been doing to me? <laughs> what have you been doing to my body? Um, and this was a catalyst. It wasn't a healing transformation. This was a complete catalyst. Once I had that deep soul kind of 
wake up, if you like, I then was like, wow, okay, I need to, I've got so much work to do. So that's when the, that's when the real hard work started. From that point onwards, I moved home. Um, I basically spent the best part of seven years really delving deep into cleaning the mind, cleaning the body, getting in touch with my soul. I just relentlessly spent time studying, um, detached myself away from people, uh, researching and learning as much as I could. But at this time, it was super dark. I, I, can, I consider it like the dark night of the soul, if you like. And um, I also, in this time, I had a lot of digestive issues and a lot of chronic fatigue. And um, this was also something that I really researched and had to really heal myself because I got turned away from doctors for many years. I got told that I was just depressed and that I should just take antidepressants. Um, but actually I knew that there were so many things wrong, you know, I had the whole candida thing going on, kidneys weren't filtering, liver wasn't, you know, all the things from taking years of drugs, I had so much cleaning to do. And obviously the, I'm not shunning the medical system, it has its place, but I feel like the level of knowledge when it comes to cellular health is very limited within the medical system, Western medical system. And so the message that I got through this experience was I need to do this myself. I cannot rely on anyone else. And so in that process, in that, in those few years, I literally, I studied naturopathy, uh, biochemistry, nutrition, and I completely learned how to heal the body from the inside out. And, um, yeah, so that's what brings me here today. I now live in Thailand and I'm coaching women and I also teach Kundalini yoga. Um, and my message is just to empower women, especially, I also coach men, but especially women to self-empower and to self-heal and to discover their truest self. So yeah, I, I strongly believe that my journey with all of that and how intense it was and how dark um, I've always been drawn to helping others through that process and my souls always keep calling me back to it. So yeah, here I am. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, so why would you say that your childhood was um, good? Like it wasn't anything like, you know, where you were abused or whatever that led you into drugs, but what actually was the catalyst that led you into the drugs and into this dark night of the soul? So, I think, sorry, hon, could you just repeat that? Yes. So, when you said your childhood was good, so to say, other than the moving, or, you know, like, there was nothing like abuse, there was nothing like um, any, you know, any other really, what people would call trauma with a capital T, so to say. But what then was the catalyst so that you was you were looking for the life um, of drugs, basically? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, thank you. I understand. So I honestly think that it doesn't matter if you've had like some kind of major trauma or not. It's just that, you know, we're very extremely programmable from the age of naught to seven is where everything is programmed into the, into the subconscious, our belief systems, everything. And so... You know, I had things with my parents are beautiful, but they had, you know, beliefs around money. They had beliefs around all sorts of different things. And I guess their um, way of parenting was um, at the level that they knew, but it wouldn't call it kind of conscious parenting, if you like. And so, you know, moving us around every few years. And then um, my, my uh, awareness of self and who I was was just completely disrupted and I was basically angry at my mother. Like once my parents had split up, I was 12. It's like the pinnacle age of who am I as a, as a teenager, you know? And so I went from being in a boarding school, which is an all girls, really strict school for three years into a public school. And I immediately got drawn to this crowd of girls who were um, kind of like, they were kind of bullying each other and they were very much into like makeup and hair and making like very obsessed and I, I thought to myself I was like I've never even thought about how I look like it was just never a thing that I'd even cared about and then um I then became like extremely obsessed and created all these things around myself that I was like really ugly and I thought every time I looked in the mirror I thought oh my god I'm so ugly and all I saw was an ugly person and sometimes it would take me two hours to get out of the house and this was I'm talking about 
wow, what are we in now? 12. This is uh, 24 years ago, nearly, that this started. And this was like, without Instagram and Facebook and all this social media pressure. And so I can't even imagine what it's like for women or girls now um, with, all the, with all the pressure. But for me, without that, I still had this really severe dysmorphia and you know I had braces I was bullied with that and then I just all I saw was ugly 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 and so then I just became fixated on that and then because I couldn't handle that and had no idea who I was and had no I was extremely insecure you know around people because I'd moved around so many times it was then a case of how can I deal with this and the only way I found I could deal with it was through self-medicating if you like with I never really got into a, like smoking cannabis. I literally went straight into the hard things. I'd taken ecstasy at the age of 15 and I was taking that before I ever drank alcohol. You know, I never really got into alcohol. It was just really narcotics. It was, it was substances that made me feel happy, you know, and made me forget who I, who I thought I was, you know, and, and, but this obviously then spiraled because it was obviously it can, create such an addiction in itself because it's such a high and then you have such a low you know so yeah I'd say that that was it wasn't that I had a bad childhood so so to speak it was just that um the disruption and the parenting of you know for parents that who who weren't particularly awake because they were so young when they had my sister and I and they did the best they could but because of the unconscious parenting I feel like that's what um you know, I, I also believe that we choose our parents as a soul before we come here. So I don't hold anything. I have full compassion towards my parents um, and full love. And I love them to pieces. Um, and I do believe that we choose them. And I believe I chose this path and I chose them as a parent to then go through this um, experience and then be where I'm at now. So I don't think it means that you have to have a traumatized childhood to have um, a very challenging um, path in your teens and and in your 20s or even late, you know, 30s, 40s. I don't think it necessarily is correlated to having a very traumatic childhood. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Um, that was very interesting because um, I know a lot of people who have been through the same thing. They're like, my childhood was fine. Like there was nothing really that happened or that I saw as traumatic. But um, there's actually also a lot of books on this. Um, if the listeners are interested in it, um, we can link some in the podcast notes. But there's a lot of books on this where, for example, if you don't set your boundaries too strictly, or if parents don't set boundaries too strictly, that can affect you. Or if they're too overprotective, that can affect you now because everything is, is um, not filters in your, so it's just coming straight into your subconscious mind. And then you, as an adult, you get to, or you have to undo all these patterns. Otherwise you're just going to even either into drugs or you're going to do in, you're going to go into abusive relationships or whatever. So it's really important mm -hmm. to recognize that. And also that it's not your parents' fault, but it's just mm -hmm. that how they were raised and, and they did the best day. Like most parents, mm -hmm. I would like most parents, let's generalize that. <laughs> they do the best day they can. Yeah. Right? Um, okay. So how what what helped you heal what was that um was it different modalities was it one modality what was what was your healing journey like what helped you wow such a big question <laughs> um i think i was one of the people that really did every single thing you can imagine in seven years my year my whole life was one big healing journey it was you know, I did Vipassana's, I did plant medicines, I did Reiki, I did Reiki training, I did detoxing, I did fasting, I did, um, oh wow, I did everything, literally everything you can imagine. I did Panchakarma in India, um, I did all sorts of alternative healing in Bali, I did uh, water fasting, I did, um, yeah, I'm, honestly, if you can think of a healing modality, I did it, acupuncture, everything. And to be honest, I did every diet as well under the sun. So I thought I had, you know, I had candida, I had parasites, I had all these like issues with my body and digestive system. And so I did all these different diets as well. And um, I then I feel like I went round and round and round in circles with that because it was only when I understood the body at a cellular level and how disease, stem, how it 
actually um, originates and how it starts, you know, learning about the filtration of the kidneys and the lymphatic system. It was only when I learned about that that everything starts to change. But I honestly feel that everything I'd done prior to that was kind of like a prerequisite to it being successful. Um, but I also feel um, that all those healing things, you know, I don't feel like they're all necessary. Life shouldn't be one big workshop, you know. Life shouldn't be one big um, process of analyzing and processing and delving and going deep into, you know, I did it for seven years and quite honestly, I had absolutely no fun. It was, you know, I stripped back. I did, I had no sex. I had no partner in that time. I had no sugar, no, you know, alcohol, no drugs, obviously no pharmaceuticals, nothing. I stripped everything back. And I actually, I wouldn't recommend that because it was a complete, um, a complete deletion of all fun and I actually think that that contributed to me as the healing process taking longer mm. um so but I I honestly think that all those healing things personally I had to go through that I chose to go through that but I wouldn't recommend that especially to clients like this is not all other people I would not recommend that you do not need to do all of that we've overcomplicated the whole healing process and that actually it's a lot more simple than we think it is you know cleaning the body getting to the root of the subconscious mind getting to the subconscious um beliefs that hold you back cleaning out the blocks you know whether that's abundance blocks all these kind of things so this so really focusing on the mind cleaning out the mind detoxifying the body at a cellular level and just reconnecting with the heart and the spirit so the four bodies the mind body sorry the mind the physical body the heart and the soul the four and basically unifying those four bodies and when you harmonize all of them you get to the sweet spot of who you really are and you know exactly what you're doing in your body is working you know and it's not doesn't have to be as complex as doing every healing modality it's it can be really simplified you know the whole healing world and the whole wellness industry it's it's massive and it's i think it's over complex i think it doesn't need to be and i also think there's a lot of pressure from other people and obviously social media and there's all these you know shamans and all this stuff and about you know you have to delve into this you have to go through these and you have to go and do all these plant medicines and you have to you know really do, do all these sound journeys and blah 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 and i think you don't need to do all of that i honestly don't think you need to do i think it needs to be simplified and small simplified steps um is is key i honestly feel now having gone through what i've gone through and what i've learned yeah so you as a coach yourself now how would you say how long do you work with your clients um so that let's say they probably they, they can't get the same results as you because obviously you've been through something so different but um so that they get their results how long does it take for them instead of them taking maybe seven years and finding out through all these different modalities how did you simplify the process and how long does it take them yeah so i start with uh the mind so looking at the mind and really looking at their belief systems and uncertain patterns the language that they use towards themselves also look at their relationship with their parents um and their childhood and i again simplify it don't i don't you don't need to go delving 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 into every little thing you know what is the kind of basis and of what's been running through the mind possibly for your whole life um and then i create a subliminal um beliefs and meditation surrounding this so that the mind could be rewired um I honestly think that that's one of the best things, getting into the subconscious and rewiring the hip, um, through like a process of hypnosis. I think this, this is one of the most powerful ways. Um, so starting with the mind, uh, then basically looking at your body, analyzing what you're eating, you know, if you're eating a lot of sugar, if you're eating a lot of um, white carbohydrates, like how is your body running basically? Looking at and simplifying it. I don't recommend that everyone has to strip back their diet completely, simplifying it and doing it at a steady, slow pace that suits um, each individual, so, so not to overwhelm. Um, so I think cleaning out the mind, cleaning out the body, um, and then really discovering what it is you really love to do and doing more of it. You know, the world needs more people doing what they love. And when you 
do what you love more, you know, you'll find that the body can heal itself, you know, naturally as well. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're in that flow state, in that peak state, you're, actually, you're accessing your subconscious, you know, and this is, this is like beyond any, um, any like candida diet or any of these things. And I think uh, accessing this area is, is key and in incorporating fun. Um, and also, you know, things like people that are finding it hard to lose weight and if they are holding on to a lot of weight, or uh, what else? So if they're holding on to a lot of weight, this is actually a, a blocked creativity. So, you know, if you're, and also depression as well, depression is a big one as well. And these things stem from lack of um, creative energy flowing through the body. Um, and so really looking at everything that you're doing in your life and do you enjoy it? Your relationships, your career, your job, you know, all of these things where you live, you know, looking at all the, this area as well, and then really getting in touch with your soul and what does your soul want, you know, and getting in touch with the heart space. So the heart is very connected to your third eye. So connecting in your heart is going to open your intuition. And obviously that's connected to your soul. So then your guidance system, I call it your inner GPS, um, is very clear. And you know, you know, you know exactly who you are and what you're here to do. So I think it's, it sounds complicated when I'm saying it like that, but actually those four things are what I've decided is key to everything I learn and that people don't need to go through all of that. You don't need to go and do 10 days of Pasana. You don't need to go and do a 28 uh, Panchakarma, 28 day Panchakarma. You don't need to, um, my God, I did some crazy things. You know, you don't need to go and do five weeks of Ariosco and San Pedro and all of these things. You don't need to go and study Reiki, you don't need to, you know, um, you get the point, you need to simplify it and answers are within us when we are quiet, when we meditate, when we sit with ourselves, the answers are within us, just with a little bit of guidance and a bit of knowledge, um, you know, healing doesn't need to be a complex um, uh, process. Yeah. I agree 100% wholeheartedly because I feel like um, also on social media, there's always coaches telling us what we're not doing and what we should be doing and blah, 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 all these things, right? When in actuality, if we have fun, if we know what brings us fun, if we have fun and if we do that, if we do the things that we love, what else would we want? And like you said, we don't have to go through all these things, but if we're doing what we love, then we don't need nothing. And, and there's nothing else that we could want if we're already happy and if we're doing these things. And then your body heals because your energy is better. Um, your mind heals because the energy is better. It's, it's that simple. But I feel mm -hmm. like um, it's, it's being made more complicated. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting to me is also since you've, you have gone through this long healing journey, the seven years, right, or six years, um, mm -hmm. would you say you would have come to that conclusion that it had to just be fun without having gone through all of this? No, this is a good question. I don't, I don't. I think that I had to go through all of this. I, for, for a number of reasons, I feel like one, to gain the knowledge um, so that I can share this simpli the simplicity of what's necessary, but also, I also feel like because I because in that process in that time it was so so intense and so dark that dark I don't necessarily mean that that's bad but it was dark it was heavy it was lonely you know I feel that now I have the compassion to relate to other people that are also going through things so had I not gone through that process I wouldn't have the same level of understanding and compassion that I do now so if it had just been say in a year, I discovered all the things and I just gone, you know, I think that it, the whole process would be different. And I don't even think I would be able to help other people as, as I do. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I honestly think that incorporating the fun, I, I'd like to add as well, though, um, I think incorporating the fun is absolutely massive, you know, and really getting in touch with for women, especially the sexuality and really, you know, channeling that energy and really you know, using, um, really getting in touch with the, the creative sexual energy and making sure that that energy is circulating throughout the body because obviously this is key to healing as well. 
so I think really incorporating fun and what you what you're um, you know that you what you're doing is in alignment with your truth with your highest calling um, is obviously going to heal the body to a certain degree but I also think there is always a physiological side to it as well so you know you could do all that thing and incorporating loads of fun but if you're still eating loads of burgers and pizzas and chocolate biscuits and whatever um, then you're probably not going to heal as quickly as if you were incorporating an alkaline diet and you were on the whole you know so I think there's there's like I say there's always the four things to take into consideration and um, I honestly think that the thing that I lacked in that time six seven years I got into my mind that I needed to strip all fun um I don't know why don't ask me <laughs> I'd gone through such a crazy um time and I think that I just needed to I think I actually my soul decided to just strip everything back and basically start as square one and but I absolutely do not recommend that to anyone else <laughs> no no <laughs> and how would you say when you said you haven't you didn't you wouldn't have learned that that it should be easy and fun without your healing journey how do you make it for your clients so that they learn that without their own healing journey i always ask them how much fun are they having this is one of the biggest things how because i see so much seriousness in people and i'm like oh i tote and in, in the women a lot of women i speak to and i love them so much but i'm like girl you are so serious and it's like i totally understand because i've been there but one, one second bad. sorry that i have to interrupt what is seriousness for you what is that what, what do you see in people when do you when do you think they're serious what is that for you Okay, serious to me is masculinity. So the masculine mindset. So feeling like they need to be doing something, feeling like they need to be um, at a certain place at a certain time in terms of their healing. I need to get there and I need to get this and I should be doing more of this and I should be doing more of this and I should be never drinking and I shouldn't be, you know, um, I want to be celibate. I want to be, I should be meditating every day. I should be doing yoga every day. You know, all this masculine mindset to me is seriousness. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take it back. Feminine, like bringing in, incorporating the feminine, incorporating the feminine side that the two energies can, um, can come together. And so seriousness is the masculinity to me. That's just how I perceive it. And then incorporating the feminine flow and allowing, you know, allowing yourself to have the fun now. And again, if you slip back, it's okay. Just accepting and moving on and not, not, giving yourself a hard time because obviously that's going to give you, your body more of a um, negative effect than the actual thing itself um so yeah so basically learning because obviously we've lived in a masculine dominated uh, society for eons you know we've been under a patriarchal spell for eons and so it's not it's not surprising that most of us and women you know particularly women are masculine dominated um, we have a masculine um, dominated mentality and so now in the Aquarian age it's all about in incorporating the feminine mindset and that's how we will heal you know allowing um, surrendering allowing the flow having more fun laughing allowing pleasure allowing um, yourself to feel more free you know all of these things and when we incorporate the feminine and this is goes for men as well especially you know once we incorporate the feminine um, in the the man and woman um, and we can unite and this is what's going to heal the world you know and when we heal on a little even a little tiny bit of healing on a individual level it creates ripples and it's healing on a collective level on um yeah so never feel like any part of your healing is um insignificant because it's actually part of the whole <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And so how do you incorporate the fun for your clients? How do you tell them that without having to go through their own healing journey? Yeah, in, as in, so how do I tell them to have fun that doesn't require, say, like drinking or what? Sorry, explain. Again. Okay, so sorry. Um, so let's ask the question this way. How can our listeners have more fun and what do you recommend to your clients that you can recommend to your listeners now so that they can have more fun and enjoy life more and so that they don't have to try a thousand different modalities and so that they can have an easier healing journey and a more fun healing journey mm, beautiful i always 
I always say, firstly, the healing journey doesn't need to be, um, it doesn't need to be dark. It doesn't need to be um, painful. It doesn't need to be, obviously, there's going to be painful times. It doesn't need to be um, serious. It can be fun and flowing if you allow it to be. It's all about choice. You decide. And so healing can mean um, incorporating fun and then you heal through the fun. So I say, yes, you choose your healing modality that you feel works for you if you feel like that's what you need. But also allow yourself fun. Allow yourself to go out and have fun with your friends. Allow yourself to eat something that's not, you know, particularly like healthy now and again, like once a week or whatever. Allow yourself connections. Allow yourself to experience something new. Go and explore, you know, explore something new. Um, allow yourself to... I basically ask them to write down everything that they, they the biggest dreams and they try to start acting upon it, you know, and through that they discover themselves. Um, and so just incorporating more presence. And so when they're meditating more, so their mind is more present, they are more present in their day. Obviously, this is more, you're going to have more fun rather than thinking um, in an anxious mindset, oh my God, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do that, or looking back and thinking, wow, I wish I'd done something differently and I'm reminiscing on the past and how good my life used to be. You know, just staying in the present moment and saying, asking yourself every morning, you know, universe, show me, soul, spirit guides, show me what does my, what does my higher self want today? You know, what do I want to create today? Um, um, is that music? Is that art? Is that something in um, a new field? And just start exploring different things and incorporating, you know, fun in other ways that you haven't already um, explored um, and also making new connections pushing yourself through fears you know making yourself go into spaces that aren't you know your usual place meeting new people that are more in alignment with your new self you know all of these things um pushing yourself pushing your own boundaries so that you're expanding your own spirit in a more fun way it doesn't need to be like it doesn't need to be uh serious or you know just incorporating the lightness the fun in everything you do so I don't know if that really answered your question honey but no absolutely it, it does and yeah yeah, yeah absolutely does <laughs> thank you for sharing these tips there it's simple and it like like we said like it doesn't have to be hard and it's super simple but it's, it's so um so maybe here's the reason why so there is a stigma or a belief in our society that for us to get to something great we have to suffer we have to work hard we have to do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Basically, we don't deserve to be happy. We don't deserve it all that we want. We don't deserve it to be easy. Why? And where does it come from and how can we change that? Mm, beautiful. I love this question. Um, these are rules, bullshit rules, as Vishen Lekiani would say. <laughs> I strongly believe that again this is part of the patriarchal and masculine mindset and the belief system that we've all been programmed for eons and so it's you know you don't you aren't successful until you work hard you don't achieve anything unless you you know go through a complete milestone of hell to get there you know it's like this old school mindset is it's it's un, obviously i feel like it's from the uh, from the system and it's obviously to keep us um, submissive and it's job to keep us in this mindset of um, we have to suffer to get to where we want to get to um, but naturally the new paradigm is all about recognizing that you know the surrendering when we surrender you know to and trust trust the universe is always guiding us and always always have our back you know then things come to us in a more flowing way and I'm not saying sit back and be lazy and do nothing obviously it requires taking action um, there's a beautiful diagram with the surrender and discipline. So these two are very much intertwined and, and very much necessary. But surrendering, allowing the universe to show you, taking the, the small action steps that you need to, and then in the middle you've got the flow state, and then you're just you're, you just start to recognize that life can be a bit of a flow and a dance. You know, you don't need to, and things will then start coming in because when we start feeling in that masculine mindset and that fear, I need to get somewhere and I need to achieve and I need to do this and I need to get there and God, it's going to be painful. And yes, it has to be painful. And then I feel, you know, all of this stuff is actually an energetic block. It's a block from allowing the 
you know, the soul, the soul's calling, the soul's messages to come through, um, and also the heart's guidance, you know, all of these things is, is just blocking as well. So I, I honestly don't feel, I feel like this is coming from uh, the Piscean age, you know, the we have to suffer to achieve, or sorry, to get somewhere. Um, we have to work hard. No, we don't have to work hard. You just, you just, once you find what you love to do or find a healing modality that works, it doesn't need to be hard. It doesn't need to be stressful. It doesn't need to be, yes, okay, there's going to be times where it's painful and emotional. That's inevitable, I feel. Um, but overall, it doesn't need to be this long, hard slog. And like I said in the very beginning, life doesn't need to be a big workshop and, and, a, and a whole um, uh, experience of processing and analyzing. I think at some point you have to come to a point where you're like because otherwise you're going to be analyzing and processing your whole life and you're never going to start living and it's so 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 important that we get to a point where we're actually starting to integrate what we're learning and starting to live and enjoy you know learn to enjoy and celebrate your achievements of where you've got look where you've come from the last 10 years you know instead of comparing yourself to all these people around you and all this crap on social media which means absolutely nothing Comparing yourself to yourself five, ten years ago, you know, don't compare your chapter one with someone's chapter 20. It doesn't matter, you know. It's all about looking about where you've come from. And this is, this is just so, so important. And just staying in your own lane and just start. And once you feel like you've got to a place where little by little, you'll start to recognize, wow, this period of no anxiety, calm, serenity, joy, bliss, these feelings will eventually get longer and longer and longer and longer. And then, you know, you'll go through little inevitable dips. Um, but then these dips, again, will disperse and be shorter over time. And I think instead of thinking, oh, God, I need to process, I, I, I need to go into this trauma, and I need to go into this trauma, and, blah, 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 and, and this, your life becomes this whole cycle of processing, analyzing, Instead of that, just saying, right, okay, wow, I'm, I look at where I've come in, in 10 years' time. I'm, I'm amazing, you know, wow, I'm so proud of myself. I'm telling yourself every morning, I am so proud of you looking in the mirror. I'm proud of where you got. And then relishing in that, celebrating that, and really start to enjoy life because life is so short, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, this is, just, this is where I've got to, this is where I've come to, and the realizations that I've had in there. In the last few years and what I try and teach everyone you know so yeah beautiful thank you um so do you think that also a lot of people who have not found what it is that they love it and who who are maybe afraid to find it because maybe they're afraid to shine their light and to become that person that has ease and then you know they, they maybe they will think Oh, other people are going to get jealous of me because everything comes so easily to me. Everything, um, you know, just flows to me. And what are other people going to think about that? Um, so do you think we, why are we afraid of that? And why are we afraid to shine our own light? And why are we afraid of ease and of flow? Like, why, why do we mm, push so hard against that, so to say? Firstly, what you just said, why do, we, why do we find it hard to have ease is because it's going against the egoic mind, or the masculine mind. That's why it feels so unusual and so um, different. And that's why we think, well, this should feel differently, you know, and because it's going against what we've always believed, our old paradigm. Um, uh, I, I, it's like that whole quote from uh, Marian Williamson, you know, how we're afraid of our light more than we're afraid of the darkness because people are scared to really go into what the potential of themselves really is um, and people are more bothered about what people think of them you know and i think it's about really coming to a place of who learning who you are accepting who you are really going into your own self-esteem and your own self-confidence and your own self-trust and knowing who you are and you get to a place where you actually don't really care anymore what people think and that's when you reach a new level of liberation and that's when you start to think Do you know what i actually don't care what my parents think i don't with all due respect i don't care what my friends think i don't care what people online think i'm got i've got enough strength and you know self-esteem and boundaries within myself to really start exploring what it is that i I'm here to do and 
it's only when you start pushing through these fears and really delving into what it is that's holding you back the belief system it's only when you start getting through these and um working towards taking action towards against the fear if that makes sense that you then start to recognize who you really are because it's through the fears that you you know you really discover who you are but people are scared to go through the fear you know people are scared to go through the because obviously they'd rather stay in their comfort zone and they'd rather be like, well, you know what, actually that success is for someone else. Success is for other people. I don't, or they think that, you know, I, I don't deserve it. It's non-deserving. I'm not enough. I need to get, when I get this, I will get, then I will have this. You know, it's all this, it's just all bullshit rules in the mind and stories that people tell themselves. And I honestly think that it's whether someone wants it, um, so when, when someone wants it enough, is when they are ready to change. If you wake up every single day and you're like, you have this burning desire in you that life is just not how it's meant to be. This is not how I want to feel. And I know that I have something way, way bigger than me. And something, I know that there's something within me that's, that's screaming to be released. Only then is it, and you keep having that, is you're going to get to a point where you're so sick of that that you're going to change and you'll do anything that, that it takes to change and get to that place. Um, but if you if you're not and you're just you're kind of comfortable in your comfortable comfort zone, that means <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But you know what I mean. Some people are just kind of happy being there, and it's like I think it just takes a level of um, being so so fed up and sick of your own bullshit. It's only then when you then you when you're ready to change. And the only person that can do it is you, and it's only if you if you want it enough. Then you'll go through. You'll you'll just you'll do whatever it takes, you know. And I think that I think more and more people are absolutely seeing that now. And I think so many people I see it all the time. I see so many people waking up, especially after what's happened this year. I think so many people are starting to recognise their own truth and their own light and their own potential. Um, and I think that it's such a beautiful process. And it's only when we step out of this whole um, kind of submissive. Uh, controlled mindset of thinking that you know we have to do what everyone else is doing and we have to follow everyone else to be a sheep it's only it's only now people are starting to recognize that you know wow there is there is freedom to be had there is a place that I can get to I'm now seeing it witnessing it I see these people that are like living the dream and they're and they're happy and they're fulfilled and they're content and they are abundant and they're manifesting and their health is great and they've got an amazing group of friends or whatever it is and it's like so many people are now living that life that more and more people are recognizing that this is our birthright. You know, this is our full potential. This is actually what we are here to be, here to be and, and experience. Um, so yeah, could talk about it all day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our, yeah, we're really here to, to just fully freaking enjoy life and not to suffer all the time or, or do all the hard things or whatever. We're here to just have fun. Like what, why not? You know, like, why the fuck Absolutely. not? Who says that we're not here to have fun? And um, I the also... System. Huh? The system. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, I also think that there's a lot more people recognizing that they have the power within them rather than outside of them. So yeah. um, there's been a lot of people who've been looking externally and I know, you know, like me and you, we work both as coaches and as therapists in my case. So there's still people coming to us so that we can help them. But at the same way, I think it's our responsibility also to show them, hey, what are you going to do if Jenny or Rach is not going to be there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's Absolutely. another very important thing so that everybody is reminded that the power is within you not in anybody else you're not we're not responsible for your success you are <laughs> you're not no. responsible absolutely oh, sorry Hannah. i felt like i put you off a little bit then because i'm just so excited about this because this is what my whole ethos of my business is all about this is what i strongly believe in is that self-empowerment no one's going to come and do it for you yes we can guide you we can teach you we can give you the tools but essentially once we are out of the picture after 12 weeks or whatever it is you know, you are equipped now to do whatever it takes to get yourself feeling epic in the morning, getting yourself into a peak mindset, feeding yourself amazing things, having that fun, exploring your, you know, things that make you um, feel great or whatever it is, you know, it's going to take, it's you that, basically I 
teach people to empower themselves to be their own healer and to recognize and be their own guru. There is no guru or spiritual teacher or master out there. There isn't. We aren't masters. We aren't teachers. We're teachers, you know, I mean, to that level, but we're not, you know, we're not that person or that client's um, healer. You know, you are your own healer. You're the one that's going to do the work. Um, and that's what I teach people to empower women to empower themselves to become their own healer and to be their own guru and be their own master. No one knows the answers better than you do, you know, and once you clear everything and clear all the bullshit out of the mind, body, spirit, then you, and then you start to hear the voices. Then you start to really know who you are and you start to get that full self-trust and confidence. And you don't need to keep looking for healing modalities. You don't need to go to that workshop. You don't need to get that sound healing. You don't need that ayahuasca ceremony. You think, no, all I need to do is meditate. I need to just do a bit of breath work. I need to get myself sweating. I need to get my lymphatic system moving, blah, blah, blah. I need to surround myself with good people. I need to do what I love and bang, you know? It doesn't and that's I totally I totally believe that it's all about empowering other people to recognize that the power and light is within them yeah beautiful I love it um okay so is there anything else you would like to share with the audience oh, what would I like to share what does your soul want to share with the audience ah that's such a good question mm. Just to know that you're, this is, whatever you're going through, if you're going through a really tough time, and there's a lot of people on the planet right now going through a really challenging time, and, it's, and I am completely um, empathetic and compassionate towards that, I completely understand. Um, but just know that this is part of the process of transformation on a, a microcosmic level and a macrocosmic. So it's, you know, every person that's going through this at the moment, it's, what needs to happen for the world to change and the world is going to change and everyone is going to heal and it's you will heal you will get through it and just know that you will get through it and that you will be guided you know and just to trust yourself and just know that this the periods of darkness and the periods of the pain and the periods of anxiety and depression you will get through it you know i never thought i would get through it I was like, I was ready to check out. I nearly committed suicide maybe about three times. I was like, I was like, what the shit? Sorry, I'm swearing, but I was literally like, I even um, worked out where I was going to do it, how I was going to do it. And then something kept bringing me back into my soul every time, kept bringing me back and going, no, something kept me going. Something kept me driving forward and going, no, this, you have to get through it. And so if I can get through that, and I went through, you know, so, so many years of this, you absolutely can. And it's, the light is, at the, there is light at the end of the tunnel and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel for this whole global situation. It's all happening in divine timing and all happening for a greater reason. And it's all a collective thing, you know, it's on a personal level and it's on an external level and we are all going through this together. You know, it's not, and you don't have to think that you're going through it alone. There are people out there that can help you and guide you and support you. Um, and so just to know that, one, you're not alone, and two, you will get through it, and that there is, there is, um, there's going to be a place and a time where you think, wow, you know, and you'll look back and you think, wow, I got through that, you know. And it's, um, I think as more and more people wake up and the more knowledge it gets out and the more things that people implement, like more people meditating and getting past the mind, I think this at this point is when um, you know there's going to be a, an even bigger shift in in consciousness and healing um, uh, worldwide. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Um, okay. So, what is next for you personally? Oh, thank you for asking. So, I'm just finished designing a four-week live course. Uh, that I will be launching in the beginning of October, which is four one-hour um, slots every week for four weeks. And I will link that into my website. And also, firstly, I'll be off, um, offering a free online masterclass. So masterclass will be about delving into the mind and really going into understanding your mind and really understanding where everything is coming from and how 
to really work through anxiety, depression, fears, worries, doubts, all of this kind of thing, and really help you to understand um, your voices, your language towards yourself, and all of this kind of thing, and then also giving you the tools and powerful techniques to really overcome it, and so that you'll feel equipped um, to really, you know, get through the, the bullshit that we tell ourselves, essentially. <laughs> so that's the masterclass, the free masterclass in the course is essentially what I told you that I do. So it's basically what I coach, um, the mind, body, spirit, and heart. So it's all of these four things. Um, one by, so the first week is gonna be, I can't, I've got it written down. So week one is called Unfuck Your Mind. <laughs> and number the week two is Polish Your Temple. So cleaning your body at a cellular level. And I actually have a guest speaker on who's a fasting specialist. So that'd be really good, I'm really excited. Um, and then week three is about falling in love with yourself and discovering your creative purpose. And then week four is all about your soul connection and manifestation and how you become a manifesting queen. So, yeah, and it, so that's the next stage for me. And obviously I'm continuing with my coaching. And what I'm also going to do is put all of that into a book for that's to come. So, oh, yay. Amazing. <laughs> yay. Lovely. <laughs> And yeah. uh, how, can, how can our audience uh, connect with you best? So the best way, uh, thank you. So the best way is Instagram. That's the main platform that I use. I also use Facebook, but I'm not as active on there. I'm, I need to get better on that. Uh, Instagram is the best one. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's Rach underscore Lewins. Yeah. Okay. You just great. message me on there. And also I have a link on there to my link tree and you can book in a free call with me. Um, and I also have a few freebies on there, a few meditations and um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you oh, for sharing you. your time and your wisdom and your knowledge and everything and for being on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, darling. Love this episode of Mind Your Subconscious? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review on whichever platform you're listening. It's very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Catch our next episode every Monday.